When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Fight fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps, and I am joined now with the one and only Johnny Fisher. It's good to finally meet you. Um, we follow each other on social media, but I've never quite sat down and talked to you before, so it's nice to formally meet you. Nice to meet you as well, Michelle. I know we've uh, got a partnership with SJM Boxing as well, so it's uh, great to finally meet you. Good to meet the family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, exactly that, the SJM family, the official behind-the-gloves family. So, you know what? I didn't expect to see you on this card, so this is a pleasant surprise. Uh, you just got basically the uh, notification that, that they wanted to put you on this card. So, how did that come about? Literally, Sam was saying to me, be ready for the 15th, John. That's when they're looking to get you on. And then, literally, a few days ago, they said, there's a chance you get on the first. And I thought, massive card, why not take the chance? And credit to Sam Jones for getting me on. Got to stay ready, as you say? Of course, always stay ready. All right, so let's. Uh, do, what do you know of your opponent since it's so last minute? Yeah, uh, it's Phil Williams. I've seen him in the bubble. We've got a lot of respect for each other. And I know how durable he is. He doesn't get a lot of wins. Um, he's a journeyman, but he's tough and he's known for his durability. And I've, he's fought some other top guys. And the, the aim will be to, to win in, the good, in good fashion, whether that's a knockout or that's a good four-round victory. I'm not putting the pressure on myself. Whatever happens, happens. Well, you're, not, you're in this bubble without your trainer. He's obviously over in Texas right now. Or, no, I'm sorry, in Vegas with Billy Joe. Um, so who, who's going to be in your corner for this fight? So Steve Andrews, who I've been working with uh, since Mark's been away. He's been in First Aventura as well, Mark, before this. So me and Steve have really gelled. He was with me for my, my first fight as well, my debut. And uh, Ian Andrews as well. So them two, they get all the instructions from Mark and they know about boxing themselves anyway. When we first were sparring Joe, when I first joined uh, with Mark, Steve took me to spar Joe Joyce and I knew from, from the beginning he knows what he's talking about, so I'm in comfortable hands. Tell me a bit about who you have been in the ring with and sparred. I know that it's been uh, Joe Joyce and Guido Vianello, right? I've sparred them guys. I've sparred um, Solomon Dakers, who's another S-Jam fighter. So them, Dave Allen, Huey Fury. I've been sparring Daniel Dubois recently. So I've got some great names uh, on the list. Fabio Wardley I've been doing a lot of rounds with as well. So... Listen, I've, I've not got a vast amateur experience, but I've got a lot of experience through my professional sparring. What made you want to turn pro uh, so quickly? Um, I think it was my situation. I just finished university. I've got my history degree. I was playing rugby at the time as well uh, when I was at university. And it's only the last year I turned back to boxing and Sam asked if you want to spar in, in Vegas. And I went out there and it's just one thing after the other. It was an organic sort of natural thing. And Sam's such a great manager and Adam Morley, they, but they really, they really put their fighters first. They've only got a few, and when you get a chance like that to turn pro, you sort of roll the dice. And I'm here now, and it's paying off so far. I've got a very long way to go, but I've taken a chance, and it's paying off at the minute. Well, you're in good keeping because uh, you see what SJM has been doing with their fighters. Uh, Joe Joyce, speaking of one, possibly has a big fight coming up himself. Um, so you said you're right now you're in camp with Daniel Dubois. Yeah, so uh, Daniel's joined uh, Mark. Tibbs boxing our stable and Jimmy Tibbs Mark's dad uh, is, is training us at the minute as well so to get the sparring with him has been invaluable and we, we get some really good sparring going so 
I'm really grateful to, that he's joined our team because he's obviously levels above me, more inexperienced, and it's only going to develop me and I can improve him as well. The heavyweight division, especially here in the UK, you guys have a lot of guys to spar with. It's not like in America where everyone's so spread out. You guys are able to sort of, you know, go from one town to the next. And there's so, there's just so many to pick from. And for me to have Daniel Dubois is probably the hottest prospect in Britain at the minute still, uh, even after he's lost to Joe. It's, it's, it's valuable for me. What has Daniel uh, sort of been like since he's been back? He's been really, really calm and relaxed. I think uh, it's really been a good change for him to train with us and we're sort of just relaxed and enjoying boxing. And you can see that he's, he's, he's coming out of himself. And listen, he's, he's, he's got huge power, he's got huge potential. And with Mark and Jimmy and Steve teaching him now, he added that little bit of finesse to his game and he'll be a real, real danger. I've no doubt in my mind he'll be a world champion one day. Well, your record right now is just 1-0, and one knockout. You had a first round knockout on your pro debut. What can fans expect of you? How would you describe your style? I'm naturally aggressive, just in it, Sam will tell you, and everything I do, he said he saw me playing pool once, and I just, the way I hold the pool cue is just too aggressive, and <laughs> I just think my, my whole demeanour, but I think if I calm that down a little bit, that natural instinct of aggression is going to be very important, because I'm always going to be a front foot fighter, I can box on the back foot as well, but just adding them little things to the game that uh, Mark Tibbs can, can add to me, I think it's going to be, be brilliant. I'm never going to be in a boring fight, because my instincts are so naturally aggressive. Who would you describe your style similar to? Um, I don't like saying, like comparing myself to people, these greats, because I'm, I'm nowhere near that level. But my, my idol is Lennox Lewis. I think he, he's someone you can look up to and try and pick things off of. Someone also said that the way I was holding my hand quite low was like Vitaly Klitschko. But listen, I never compare myself to them sort of guys. But as the, group, as the years go on, I watch these guys and I've been watching them for years anyway. So if I can pick little things off of them and, and implement them, their styles, they're two of the greats. So they're, they're, they're the two guys I really look up to. Who would you say has given you your biggest lesson in sparring so far? Um, I think it would have been Dave Allen when I sparred him. He was the first pro I ever sparred. And at the, at the time when I sparred him, it was two years ago, just before his Lucas Brown fight. And um, I was just a rugby player at that point. I was just training in the gym, not doing much boxing training at, at that time, just starting to get back into it. And I'd done six rounds and I, wasn't, I was fit for it, but... I was so aggressive and just coming for him. And that's not that's not how you win boxing matches. Just relying on brute strength because everyone in the heavyweights is strong. And Dave at that point was at peak peak condition as well. So he taught me some valuable lessons. Darren Barker was there, and he will tell you I didn't hold back. But at the same time, I probably would have done myself a favour if I did hold back a little bit and get little breathers when you can. Billy Joe teaches me that as well. When I was training with him, he was saying, um, "John, look, when you're in them fights, you've got to think you're working up to 12 round fights. You've got to nick breathers wherever you can." Right, but you can still maintain control, look like you're controlling the fight, but nicking breathers then breathes, breathes in them little faints, they can buy you time in a fight. And I think that's really important for me because someone who's so intense with it, it's important that you take them little steps back when you can. It's great that you have that sort of like advice in your stable because, you know, Billy Joe has got a big fight ahead of him next weekend against Canelo. Um, you've been in some part of the camp with him when he was over in Fuerteventura. Is there anything you can tell us? Well, Billy Joe likes to get up to a bit of uh, Jack the Lad stuff every now and then. But listen, Standard. yeah. But listen, when he trains, he trains. He trains to win. He's a, he's a professional. He has I think people are overlooking him because they're constantly saying, "Oh, he doesn't look like the guy's taking, you know, camp seriously." He always takes camp seriously. But I think it's good to. You don't want to. Camp is shouldn't be a prison. 
should be enjoy yourself and enjoying boxing is a very important part of it if you don't enjoy boxing you shouldn't be in it because it's a very very hard and lonely sport at times but to have a bit of fun and have a laugh that's important but when it comes down to the business make no mistake Billy Joe I've never seen anyone train as hard as him he trains super hard and that little few three four weeks we had in Fertaventura with him I saw that firsthand and I really do believe the closer the fight gets the more I believe Billy Joe's going to do a number on, on Canelo. If there's any man on the planet, a lot of people have said it, Billy Joe's got the style, the footwork, the fighting heart to do it. How do you see it going? I think, I think it's going to be, if Billy Joe's to win it, I think it'll be a points victory for, for Billy Joe. But to go to America with no British press there, no British judges, it's going to be very hard to win on points. But I think he's going to, he could teach him a boxing lesson. Uh, John Fury uh, said, it, said it as well, he could, he could beat him on points or teach him a boxing lesson. But don't think I'm miscount, discounting uh, Canelo because he's a pound-for-pound pound world champion. It's a huge, huge ask to go out to his, his back garden and, and beat him there. But if there's one man to do it, Billy Joe's the man. SJM's stablemate um, with Joe Joyce potentially facing Alexander Usyk. We don't know what's going to happen yet with Joshua and Fury, but should all of that go ahead as planned, then that fight will be made. Uh, can I see... Or ask you how you see that going? I think, um, well, we, we saw Usyk and Joyce fight a few years ago back in the WSB over five rounds, and it's a close fight. Usyk probably won that fight, we could all say that. But if you look at Joe's body shape now compared to then, he's matured, he's in his prime now. He's, 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 he's in supreme shape and he's, he's actually in the prime of his career now. Even though he's 35, you, I'll probably say that. And have him, trust me, when I spar him for four to six rounds, it's hard enough. But when you spar someone like that, or fight someone like that for 12 rounds, constant pressure, someone with an unbelievable granite chin and I've hit him with some absolute huge shots and he's, he's not, he's not, he just keeps coming forward and Joe's a friend of mine and I'll, I want him to win but I'm looking at it objectively, I think over 12 rounds it's very good, going to be very hard for Usyk to outbox him. We saw him struggle a little bit with Chisora early rounds when Usyk fought him but um, Joyce is a different kettle of fish so it'll be interesting to see. Usyk is entering the heavyweight scene where most of the heavyweights sort of stand anywhere between 6'4 to 6'9, damn near 7 feet. Um, do you feel that size is going to be the factor ultimately in how well he does? Yeah, well, I didn't think it would be when I first thought he turned into heavyweight because he's, he's such a class act. But after seeing his heavyweight performances, I think that little bit of lightness that he's got is going to play a factor because, as you said, these guys, 6'6", six six, a lot of them, 17, 18 stone, they're big men and that, that does... It's just physics that one of them, if they're laying on top of you or chasing you down, it's going to drain you quicker than if you're a man who can hold your own weight against that. Plus, I mean, if you really think about it too, I mean, I know that they don't really have, heavyweights are just heavyweights. There's not a super heavyweight division, but there really is a massive gap in terms of weight between someone like Alexander Usyk and even like yourself or uh, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, Joe Joyce. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm considered quite, I'm not considered a big heavyweight. I'm 17 and a half stone, which is big for a heavyweight, but it's not, you get some of these monsters that are 18, 19 stone. So there is quite a big disparity. If you're a heavyweight coming in as a small heavyweight at 16 stone, 15 and a half stone, there's a big disparity there and it does, play, it does play a big role. But at the same time, any man over 15 stone who can hit is going to be dangerous. Don't have to, it doesn't always make a difference. But I just think for Usyk's style, who likes to box, can punch, obviously, but that's going to be a difficult ask against these heavyweights who can, who can hunt you down or used to be fighting people who've got power. Um, Eddie Hearn said that hopefully, and I know, God bless him, I, I know we keep hearing it's going to get announced soon and it doesn't, right? Yeah. 
um, he is saying, he is very hopeful that it'll, it will be by this weekend. Should we get that fight? Is there anyone that you favor? I, the closer it gets, the more I, I can't decide. But um, I'm, I'm a Tyson Fury fan, I'm not going to lie. I've always been a Tyson Fury fan. I think what he's done coming back from the brink, uh, in my opinion, beating Wilder in the first place and then coming back and then dismantling him in the second place, in the second time. I think if the best Tyson Fury turns up with his boxing skill, I think I'll favour him to, to win it. But that's taking nothing away from Anthony Joshua because the discipline the man has, he's a champion himself and I've got huge respect for him. And if I don't think he's going to be able to walk through uh, Joshua like he did through Wilder. You know, his game plan was to walk through Wilder in the second fight. Joshua's a different animal to Wilder in terms of the strength. Wilder's got freakish power, but Joshua's got robust strength at the same time. So if he goes and meets Joshua in the middle of the ring, that's a tough ask. I think jo Fury, if he's going to win, he's got to revert back to how he beat Klitschko. Box on the, on the back foot from the outside and make it a 12-round win. That's how I think it will go. There is still mention that if this fight between Joshua Fury falls through, there's the Wilder fight again with, uh, with Fury. Do you see that being any different? I, I, I think Fury will beat him again, if I'm being honest with you. I, think, I can't see it going any other way. Um, credit to Wilder coming back. I think Wilder versus Ruiz would be a good fight because um, Ruiz has got himself into some good shape. But I saw uh, Fury as well calling out Francis Ngannou, uh, the UFC guy. And listen, I've seen Francis Ngannou in person. He's an absolute beast of a man. But I think um, that's a good little earner for Tyson Fury if he wants to take that fight in the meantime before the Joshua fight. Yeah. I don't know if I can actually see these being real fights, though. It's a lot of talk, but Fury, Fury's the king of, Fury's the king of uh, stirring up a bit of trouble. WWE and all this sort of stuff, so he's exciting to watch. And listen, if, whoever he fights, I'm going to tune in and watch, so it doesn't matter. And this weekend, we have Chisora versus Parker. Uh, we were just talking about how there's just like this little rumor floating about here in the bubble that there was some sort of coin toss. Parker won it. Chisora is threatening to, uh, what was it? Is he threatening to walk off or? I've heard, listen, I was in my room. I was just relaxing, watching some snooker and just relaxing. And then I've heard all this stuff coming through on social media. He's packing his bags up and doing all this. But you walk around the bubble, no one really, no one's saying anything. So it might be a bit of publicity, but listen, it's about someone walking first and second. I don't really think it matters who walks first and second. You're in a boxing match. You're not there to worry about who's got the best ring walk and all this. You're going in there to fight. So when it comes down to it, they're both fighting men. They won't care. They want to get it on and it's all on the line tomorrow. How do you see it going? I've seen, I was watching uh, Dubois spar Chisora and that, that was some good tasty spars literally recently um, building up for this fight. And it, it, I think Parker's done some really good work with Andy Lee, who's a great coach. So to see how these styles are going to gel, Parker looks in fantastic shape. We know what Chisora's going to bring. He's going to bring ferocity. He's going to bring power. He's going to bring strength. I think Parker's got the, the boxing skill to, to win. But I don't like putting predictions on heavyweight fights because anything happens. Povetkin White proves that, the first one. So I think Parker, Parker could beat him on points, but I wouldn't be surprised if Chisora comes through and gets a knockout win well we'll see what happens tomorrow night and as well for you best of luck um as you continue to climb the ladder in your career any uh, final words no, thank you to uh, everyone who's supporting me at home and uh giving me support especially capital fx foreign exchange in romford thank you very much and all my other sponsors thanks very much for supporting me all right thank you so much for your time bye bye fans sports social podcast network